Welcome to the I Am Podcast, a place made by women for women to share our strengths, vulnerabilities, transformations, struggles and evolution. A place of inspiration where you are invited to access your inner divine resources, your wisdom and power. I am your host, Andrea Persh. Thank you for being here. Hello everyone, today I'm talking with Joni Advent. She presents herself as a spiritual doula and I just love this name so much because actually that's what she does. She gives birth to a new you, to a new spiritual connection with your soul, with your ancestors and with the source. So come and meet her, I can't wait for you to meet her. Hello Joni! Thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm so excited for people to get to know you. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. Mm, thank you, Andrea. It's my pleasure to be here with you and all your listeners. Mm, amazing. So tell us a little bit about yourself, like present yourself. Who are, who are you? What do you do? How your journey has been so far? Mm. Well, that's a big question, yeah. isn't it? Yes. So I am a woman that lives in the United States mm -hmm. in the Atlantic. I'm uh, about uh, two hours away from Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. And I'm a wife and a mother and a mystic mm -hmm. and a trans and I call myself a spiritual wife. Mm, interesting. So, Yes. So I, uh, yes, I work with women primarily mm -hmm. uh, in a few ways, one of which is really birthing, I like to say birthing their wisdom or birthing uh, their soul essence. Yes. I support women in becoming who they were born to be to since be. they took their first breath. Mm, mm -hmm. is how I like to say it. Mm. And I do that in a variety of ways, both one-on-one -on -one and in groups. And uh, it's one of the great joys of my life. And mm -hmm. I've been, uh, I would say, on a spiritual journey since I was quite young. Mm -hmm. And I've had a conscious journey with the feminine since mm -hmm. my daughter was born, which okay. was 14 years ago mm -hmm. on Sunday. Mm. So Beautiful. So do you feel like having your daughter just uh, awaken your journey through the sacred feminine? Yes, it, it definitely did. I had had some... Uh, experiences with the feminine prior to that, I would say as far back as 20 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, primarily with the Divine Mother mm -hmm. and then with Kuan Yin specifically. Mm -hmm. And then when my daughter was born, it really was a game changer uh, for me because I had been raised in a church and a culture that was very misogynistic and uh, denigrating okay. of the feminine, the feminine and of women. Mm -hmm. And for many years, I had tried to disown that part of my nature. But 
with learning that I was having a daughter, it was really important to me um, to foster a different experience for her. Exactly. Yeah. So do you so, th- do you think it was it was something natural that happened to you with all that process, or you seek someone's help or coaching or you know some kind of therapy? Uh, I would say it was a, just a natural evolution mm-hmm. and unfolding. And I, I believe that we are in a time uh, collectively in our, in, you know, in the larger culture mm-hmm. where the feminine is arising. Yeah, definitely. And there are those of us who I would say are way showers mm-hmm. in that regard. And so in, in order to get to that point, we have to go through our own awakening mm-hmm. process. It's true. And for me, it just happened to be, uh, it was initially initiate, it was started with my daughter's birth. Mm-hmm. And then there were various points along the way. Uh, certainly, there's been a lot in in our country related to women and reproductive rights Mm -hmm. and various things like that along the way that that have kind of activated um activated women in the culture and and more recently in the me too movement so those are more just kind of from a feminist perspective but but that can't help but touch on these other places where our deeper sense of who we are as sacred beings um, it is also, you know, is also tied into that. So all of those kind of events in the collective were also like waves washing over me as my daughter was growing up and the messaging she was receiving and things in the media about body mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Of, of course coming of age and how we educate and teach about that Definitely. and honoring all of that so it, it really was I would say I had an inner guide although I had mm. support along the way and did various things to Uh, get support for mm-hmm. my own journey to but it, it journey. really was kind of that inner guide for sure completely feel you and when did you decided to bring that uh, support to other women to start doing the work you actually do right now to support other wisdom in their awakening of the sacred feminine to their wisdom and power well I would say that was Five years ago, I had been working with women and men, actually, as mm-hmm. a, a spiritual teacher and guide and also as a psychotherapist, mm-hmm. which was uh, my professional training okay. was in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had gone through an initiation as a spiritual teacher many years ago. And so I had been teaching all along and had been working in women's groups, but... Mm-hmm. I had left the spiritual organization uh, or the spiritual model that mm-hmm. I had been working with uh, when my, that was back in 2008, mm-hmm. so about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and I knew that I had my own wisdom and body of work that I wanted to express and, and that I, I was not... Um, 
I, I just needed to get out from underneath this this other paradigm, so to speak. So mm-hmm. I went into a period of what I would call gestation, mm-hmm. where there was not a lot going on. Uh, I was continuing to work with clients one-on-one as a psychotherapist and a little bit of spiritual guidance and direction work and was my primarily focused on being a, a mother yeah. and a wife mm-hmm. to uh, within my family. Mm-hmm. And then five years ago, I went and did a vision quest and mm-hmm. it was like, it was time. Yeah. It was time for my teacher, my inner teacher to, to really be uh, reborn or expressed through me. So I had a very powerful experience um and how was that vision quest for you it was how was yeah it was something like a physical like you went on a journey actually uh, an actual journey or it was something more in a meditation state how did you do that that's a great question so actually i went and participated in a group uh journeying together okay uh, and it was structured as a vision quest and it was structured as uh, we worked with the phoenix rising Mm -hmm. and we used a model uh, called intentional creativity uh, which was developed by shiloh sophia mcleod who was one of my teachers and so we created in 48 hours we created a painting of our own um Phoenix rising. Okay. So it was basically my divine feminine archetype. Yeah. And when I came home on the plane, because that was in California, which mm-hmm. is like five hours away. Because mm-hmm. the plane. states are huge, I know. <laughs> right. When I came home on the airplane, I took a nap. And when I woke up, it was as if I was a whole different person. Wow. Uh, Truly, and so since then, I have been putting into place programs and offerings, and and it was a journey because when I came home, of course, they were not expecting uh, the woman who arrived home. (laughs) How was that shock when uh, when you arrived, like almost a different person? How was that? uh, How did your family react well, we'll just say it took it took some time. There were some rumblings and some relational um, distress and mm-hmm. messiness, and it took a while for my outer life, meaning my life within my family, mm-hmm. to come into alignment with um, this new form, this mm-hmm. new being of of who I was, and so that took some time because. My husband and I have been together for many years. At this point, mm-hmm. it's been like 30 years since mm-hmm. we went on our first date. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's a lot of history to um, to transition from. Of course. So yeah. it's it's been a, an, an evolution and a journey, but all of... Kind of all the the changes and shifts and healing that occur within my own relationship and family, I'm also able to support the women I work with in walking through those same um, 
challenges or those same shifts because as we come into our own, as we really step into our full light or our full power, it, it does have a ripple effect in mm -hmm. our lives yeah. and in our relationships. Absolutely. And we're not necessarily always either well supported or well educated about what to do with that, how to manage that. Mm. So my my experience and gifts as as a therapist uh, certainly I think were helpful in that regard. So okay. And so do you feel uh, from the point you make that decision, you felt that uh, shift within yourself. Did you feel like everything was flowing, like to guide you to this um, process to help other women? Or you felt well, it was more like a struggle? How, how did you feel in that transition period? Well, it, it's really more of like a, pu a push-pull, and it, it was a birthing. Mm -hmm. I would say both the body of work that mm -hmm. I offer. I love uh, that. It was a birthing. Really like that. Mm. Yes, which is part of why I say I am a spiritual midwife because mm -hmm. it, it it is very much like a birthing process yeah, and absolutely. So it's not been as I said easy going flowing from day one. It's um but there are profound periods of grace and flow and my I have consistently had this inner instinct of what comes next and what to do next, mm -hmm. uh, which has been guiding me. And at the same time, I've had to walk through uh, releasing tremendous amounts of old fear yeah. and, you know, old beliefs about who I was. And in the midst since then, both mm -hmm. of my parents have died. Okay. Um, And, and there were challenges with both their end-of-life experience and how I was uh, an integral part of, you know, needing to be present for that and mm -hmm. how that was part of what I would say were, were also initiations or ways that I was growing into uh, the teacher, the healer, the priestess mm -hmm. that I am to that I am today. So, you know, all of life gets used for our benefit. Yeah, your spiritual our... growth, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it has not, <laughs> it has not been um, an easy journey, but it's also been an ecstatic and grace-filled journey. Yeah, um, I feel it. I think it's not easy for anyone when you start on this uh, no. spiritual path. Because it's like you said, you need to shed away a lot of old patterns, a lot of old beliefs, yes. and that is painful. It requires like a lot of commitment and uh, strength at the same time. So you can open space for the new, for the new you, you know? Um, exactly. So how did you do that? Uh, how did you work with yourself? How did you do your shadow work to release all these patterns that were asking for being released? Well, I, <laughs> I have always been uh, devoted, I would say, to my growth and healing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, really, for the last 30 years or so, I've been in an active 
journey of, of growth. And for me, I am someone who is um, very heart-centered and mm-hmm. emotion, emotional and emotionally sensitive. So when I'm having, uh, I would say, emotional um, issues rise to the surface, I really am not able to sidestep them. I just have to take them on. Yeah. So. So whether it, you know, was through journaling or meditating or praying mm-hmm. or getting the support of, of sisters and friends, um, I, I, I have just kind of actively been in a process um, in that way. And, and frankly, as I said, I had tremendous amounts of fear and it seemed like for probably a year and a half, every Saturday, which is the day it seemed to show up, I would mm-hmm. wake up just with great fear, and, and I really would just go and work with myself, you know, pray yeah. and um, process as I needed to, mm-hmm. and just was clearing it and clearing it and clearing it and clearing it until it finally uh, lightened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and subsided so and and then issues of course come up in relationship or in life which bring the shadow pieces mm-hmm. to the forefront mm-hmm. and, um, yeah it's just meeting what's before us and mm-hmm. and for me doing that through my emotions has been a primary way to to work with that and then also in the last two to two and a half years uh, bringing in in the body in a more conscious way mm-hmm. and working with the body and healing not just the emotional patterns but the nervous system yeah, and the, the physiology of um of the body freeing that up because so. there is a lot of trauma that we hold in our bodies because <laughs> of our emotions because w- w- usually we yes. don't want to process those emotions because they are painful so we just you know we just ignore them but eventually if we don't process them they will show up as um, pain or eventually illness so it's yes. really important that we process the, those emotions and that we access our trauma that is stored in our body Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I have had the good fortune of having uh, both mentors and close friends who are very gifted uh, in a a model of working with trauma. And Mm -hmm. so I have had the the good fortune of regular body work, Mm -hmm. whether it's somatic experiencing body work or other kinds of hands-on work uh, mm-hmm. to address the trauma and it it makes a huge difference yeah. huge difference and so people understand us a little bit better what is exactly uh, somatic body work some well i'm saying somatic experiencing is a model of body work which mm-hmm. is based on uh, peter levine's work yeah. and he is at the forefront of the therapeutic healing uh, of trauma. And, and so I have a teacher that works with the vagus nerve, which mm-hmm. is the longest nerve in the body. And there are many, uh, many people around the world who are, are certified in that kind of work. And it, it's really about 
teaching the nervous system how to return back to its uh, natural state of mm -hmm. wellness mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. the idea of the health or wellness that mm -hmm. can never be lost or basic resilience. Yeah. Yeah. I think Peter Levine's work, it's completely fabulous, really. Um, mm -hmm. His comparison with the animal shaking in their natural mm -hmm. environment and uh, yeah. ourselves, it's for me, is really fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, and um, how did you then, uh, how do you apply all that you have learned in these workshops that we do in this work that you do with women? Is more like group work that you do? What kind of techniques do you use to, to support them? And how long um, it takes for you to start seeing results in women? Like, um, what kind of shifts do you notice the most? Mm. That's a, a great question. So it, there are a few different things that I'm, I'm offering right now. I, of course, do one-on-one uh, -on -one sessions, but actually what I'm leaning more towards is I, I have a group program, which mm -hmm. is six months long, that mm -hmm. we started at the summer solstice and we will finish at the winter solstice, okay. and it's called sumptuous living okay and it's about spiritually awakening through our sensual body mm. so it is about learning a new way of living and we work a lot with returning to the sensual body and this we talk about the soft animal of the mm. body which is a term that comes out of a mary oliver poem okay i don't I don't know if you're familiar um, with no, it. No, I'm it's, not familiar with that one. I'm intrigued. I, it seems really interesting. It's called Wild Geese, mm. and it's by Mary Oliver. And one of the quotes she says is, "It's I'm going to paraphrase, mm -hmm. you don't have to crawl across the desert on your hands and knees repenting. All you need to do is let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and powerful. So, yeah, so that is like the essence of sumptuous living is learning how to live in that way. Mm -hmm. um, so that is one of the pieces that I do with women. And then through that process or, or through my kind of my journey of my work, I'm getting more and more, we'll say, refined in my ability to offer what I call spiritual transmission, which hmm. is really bringing in a vibration of, of love and of light and supporting women in accessing that within themselves. Mm -hmm. And so just this month, I'm beginning to offer on the new moon, a new moon circle, mm -hmm. virtually, mm -hmm. uh, either by phone or virtually, where women can tap in. And it's really a process of how we can anchor in the love mm -hmm. or, you know, to that vibration of the love yeah. as opposed to the fear, our mm -hmm. fullness mm -hmm. as opposed to lack, our power as opposed to our sense of diminishment mm -hmm. so uh, I work again with the sensual body and with spiritual connection mm -hmm. and then also with 
tuning in to your own heart and soul wisdom. Mm, yeah, because we all have it deep inside of yes. us, right? Yeah, it's not yes. something that just some people have. We all have, like, it's, it's uh, yes. something that is born with us. Exactly, exactly. Mm. And then uh, the big, kind of the big next step that I am excited to be offering in the new year is a a membership community for women who are wanting to birth their own wisdom and in the very early stages of, you know, knowing there's something they're meant to do or meant to give, but they're not sure of the, the first right steps or they may have challenges with uh, coming out and being more visible or mm -hmm. finding their voice or, get, you know, really clarifying what it is they're meant to do and, One of my gifts is both the ability to see um, the big picture and to see women's unique wisdom and the possibilities for that and then championing them in uh, creating or bringing that forward. And, and so I am still in the phases of putting those pieces together, but certainly by uh, the new year, that will be uh, completely up and running. Mm, so Fantastic. And yes. I know you also have uh, a podcast. And uh, yes. one of the things you talk uh, in your podcast, it's about uh, power, money, transformation, and sovereignty in women. Uh, yes. So uh, it's a big question that people usually always worry about is like abundance and money more specifically. So yes. what, what can you advise women about this particular subject? Because many people feel uh, drawn to start something new, something that um, it's like a life purpose or something, but they mm -hmm. are afraid because probably it's not going to be a secure job. They will have to take risks and then uh, they are afraid that they won't have the support financially that they need. So what advice would you give these people, Joni? Well, what I would suggest is uh, be willing, be willing to grow, be willing to learn, be willing to look at your relationship with money. Mm -hmm. Because I have come to learn as, as someone who grew up with a lot of scarcity and mm -hmm. a lot of messages around lack mm -hmm. and a lot of messages around uh not being able to support myself and mm -hmm. things like that. So, so it's a combination of both cultivating faith in mm -hmm. ourselves, faith in uh, the larger universe mm -hmm. to support us mm -hmm. and, and to really get concrete in terms of learning uh, the skills you need to learn about money. So whether it's um, if you're creating programs, you know, learning how to market, learning mm -hmm. how to value yourself enough to price things appropriately, mm -hmm. or whether it's learning how to manage money or not, um, uh, not kind of give it all away, but keep some for yourself, which can sometimes be a challenge for us for women mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. as women. Yeah. Um, so there are, there are many pieces. I, I actually have my next um, podcast episode coming out. It will be in what month? It will be later this month. Mm -hmm. uh, is going to be on prosperity 
power and pleasure. Mm, definitely, we're here to that. <laughs> yes. So, and in it, yeah, one of the key points is really about pleasure and how pursuing what comes naturally to us and brings us the greatest pleasure really is our gateway to uh, to bringing prosperity and abundance in. So. It is, it's this real blend of, you know, we have to take on the practical and the concrete, and we also have to cultivate our faith and find a way of powerfully partnering with money. Mm -hmm. Well, that uh, point that you referred about uh, being raised in a, scarce, a scarcity environment, I think mm -hmm. in generally we all are raised that way. We are, <laughs> I yeah, I think in the sense of lack that we won't have enough. Um, I think we all all are taught that way. So it's really rooted within us. It's really hard, you know, to get over it and start trusting and and start embodying that abundance and prosperity that we, that is your our birthright. Um, how was your personal journey through that, Johnny? How? How did you realize that you couldn't live more in that uh, mindset because it was not supporting you? And how did you shift it for um, an abundance mindset? Well, it was an incremental journey. So there were many uh, small steps along the way. But yeah. I, I will say that having your own business, mm. <laughs> having your own business is um, a powerful motivator yeah. to, to work face with that. Face all that, right? Pardon? To face yeah. all those fears and yes. you face them head on. Ex exactly, mm. exactly. So I, I have... I have studied many things. I did a year-long money school called mm. The Art of Money, okay. which I, I do recommend. Uh, there's a teacher named Barry Tesler, mm -hmm. and her body of work is called The Art of Money. She has a wonderful book she's written, and it's it's a she doesn't say this, but from my perspective, it's really a feminine-based approach. She does a lot with... Um, The, the body and the wisdom of the body and mm -hmm. listening to that. Mm -hmm. And I became certified in something called sacred money archetypes. Mm -hmm. So learning about kind of my own unique relationship with money was really valuable and useful. And then about a little over a year ago, I had, I had a spiritual awakening mm -hmm. in my relationship with money and mm -hmm. I was shown um, I was I was really shown the truth of uh, kind of the abundance that is always available to us, and it changed it it, it changed everything. Mm -hmm. um, and so, doing that's from from my perspective. That's why I am such a proponent of doing the spiritual growth yeah. piece yeah. because while we're here in 3d reality on the earth we are spiritual beings and the spiritual energy or life stuff the great mystery that animates us is also supporting us and when we can find that essence of money and mm -hmm. i i had someone who was a teacher that talked about the soul of money and the essence of money and 
getting rid of all of the distortions mm -hmm. and the beliefs that aren't true about money, you know, then you can partner with it in a powerful way. So in all of my programs, I really always factor that in because it's such a, it's such an important part of coming into our own and feeling like sovereign leaders of our own mm, lives and feeling absolutely. empowered in our own lives and being able to create our lives and be generous in the ways that we want to be generous. Mm. So my six month program includes component about money. Certainly the birthing your wisdom includes that the podcast in touches on that and mm -hmm. includes that. Um, so and when I do one-on-one -on -one work, I certainly um, touch on that to mm -hmm. sometimes to a greater extent or lesser extent, just depending on what, what each woman is mm -hmm. wanting and needing. Exactly. Because money is energy, right? And if we realize mm -hmm. our power, we realize how we can manifest the things that we want to our life. Yes, mm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. We can co-create. With, yeah. with the universe, we can partner and co-create. So. Co-create, yes. Beautiful way yes. to put it. Mm -hmm. And what advice would you give to women in general? Not just uh, spiritually talking, not just business, but mm -hmm. in general, what advice would you give to women in these times of great change that we are living? In this awakening, this collective awakening. I feel it's like really a collective awakening that we are feeling and living at this moment. Yes. So what I would say, and the way I end every podcast of episode of mine is to say always, it's a quote from Hafiz, mm -hmm. who was a, a mystic, and it is to always trust what your heart knows. Mm -hmm. So the advice or the wisdom is, is that you have profound wisdom within you. And it may be deeply buried under yeah. old scripts or ideas, but mm -hmm. it is in there. It is trustworthy and you can be quiet and still and, and, and keep questing to hear that still voice within you that has the wisdom and that knows. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Under all the conditioning, all the programming that we receive, there is that light just mm -hmm. within us that tells us what to do and uh, and tells us our wisdom at the same time. Mm. Exactly, and we'll tell you the right the the next right step. And sometimes it comes through a visceral feeling reaction of this feels good to me or this does not feel good to me. Sometimes it it comes in our emotions. So there are different ways that it expresses itself. Mm -hmm. We just and need to be aware and present to yes, notice that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Joni, thank you so much for this moment here with us and to share your knowledge, your experience, your journey. It's a fascinating journey and I really admire everything that you have done so far. And this work with women mm. is so important and so, so, so needed. So thank you so much. Thank you, Andrea. It was my great pleasure to be here with you and I want to say thank you to all your listeners as well for being with us and I just 
send you blessings and all the best for your journey. Thank you so much. Same to you. <laughs> Thank you.